This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, April 23rd. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Businesses seek end to China tariffs. Dairy Revenue Protection Program updated. SNAP makes up most food assistance spending. Business and ag groups to Trump drop tariffs on China. The Trump administration has made it clear that it wants to keep at least some of its tariffs on China, even if the countries reach a deal to end the year-long trade war. But U.S. groups are beseeching the Trump administration to lift the duties as soon as possible. To date, Americans have paid over $21 billion in taxes due to the imposition of new tariffs. Furthermore, every single second the tariffs remain in place, Americans are paying over $1,500 in added tariffs, and those figures don't include the impact of retaliatory tariffs on U.S. farmers, manufacturers, and exporters, the business groups say in a new letter to President Donald Trump. The American Bankers Association, the National Confectioners Association, and CropLife America join groups like the Information Technology Industry Council and National Association of Chemical Distributors to demand the full and immediate removal of all added tariffs when the deal is signed. China's retaliatory tariffs impact just about every part of the U.S. agriculture sector, and the concern is that if the U.S. doesn't lift its import taxes, China will not be able to reciprocate. U.S. rice farmers living in fear of no NAFTA. The USA Rice Federation is reminding President Donald Trump that it supports the newly renegotiated trade pact with Mexico and Canada, but also is stressing farmers across the country would suffer significantly if the U.S. were to pull out of NAFTA before its replacement is ratified. Trump has threatened repeatedly to pull the U.S. out of NAFTA and complications with ratifying the replacement, the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement, have increased uncertainty surrounding the pact that keeps virtually all North American tariffs at zero. From the outset, when President Trump said he wanted a new deal, our mantra has been that NAFTA was great for our industry and that if he wanted to improve other parts, he should endeavor to do no harm to what works. That USA Rice President and CEO Betsy Ward. Canada and Mexico both rank in the top five export destinations for U.S. rice and maintaining duty-free market access is a priority for the rice industry. USDA updates dairy revenue protection and other insurance programs. The Department of Agriculture's Risk Management Agency has updated its dairy revenue protection, livestock gross margin, and livestock risk protection programs. The changes take effect July 1. The updated DRP removed the 70 and 75 percent coverage levels and modified the minimum declared butterfat from 3.5 to 2.5 pounds. The program ensures for unexpected declines in the quarterly revenue from milk sales compared with a guaranteed coverage level. In the LGM, livestock individual capacity limitation was removed for cattle, swine, and dairy. Previously, the Federal Crop Insurance Act limited the amount of funds to $20 million per fiscal year to offer insurance. Along with several other changes, the LRP program increased the subsidy from the current 13% for all coverage levels to a range from 20% to 35% based on the coverage level selected. It protects producers from declining markets. 
SNAP accounts for almost 70% of food assistance spending in FY 2018. USDA spent 3% less on food and nutrition assistance programs in fiscal 18, which ended September 30th, than the previous fiscal year. The department spent $96.1 billion on its 15 nutrition programs, according to an Economic Research Service annual report. The number is 12% less than the historic high of $109.2 billion in 2013. The Supplemental Attrition Assistance Program accounted for 68% of all food assistance spending in fiscal 18. On average, 40 million people participated in SNAP each month, down 4% from the previous year, but still above pre-recession levels. SNAP spending was 5% less than last fiscal year at $65 billion and 19% less than the historic high in 2013 of $79.9 billion. Another ag-gag suit filed in Iowa. A coalition of animal rights and environmental groups is challenging Iowa's latest attempt to enact a law prohibiting activists from conducting undercover investigations at animal facilities. The state enacted the legislation last month after the same coalition won a decision in January in federal court striking down the previous ag-gag law on First Amendment grounds. This law creates a new crime called Agricultural Production Facility Trespass that makes it illegal for a person to gain access to an agricultural production facility through deception if the person intends to cause an injury to the business interest of the facility, the Animal Legal Defense Fund said. Iowa's first ag-gag law violated our First Amendment rights, and we expect the court to come to the same conclusion this time, that ALDF Executive Director Stephen Wells. In addition to the fund, plaintiffs include the Center for Food Safety, Iowa Citizens for Community Improvement, Bailing Out Benji, and People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals. Here's today's He Said It. What we're talking about here are the actual sales numbers for each store. And that's what some of the groups that have come down in favor of our position have referred to as opening up the crown jewels. That Evan Fleming, attorney for the Food Marketing Institute, about data sought by the Sioux Falls Argus leader in the FOIA case, heard Monday by the Supreme Court. Well, that's Daybreak for this Tuesday, April 23rd. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.